Welcome back. This is our, what I like to call, piece of shit week for Halloween. And we definitely got some big nuggets to talk about in this week. Uh, this podcast, especially, um, just kind of a disclaimer. It's going to be a rough one. Very disturbing um, individuals. There's two of them. The Toy Box Killer. And, and then we're after that when we're doing the uh, Robert Benz Roads. Uh, these two are going to be together, and then we're going to do H. H. Holmes and Jack the Ripper. Um, but for this segment, it's going to be the Toy Box Killer. Yeah. Um, so just a disclaimer: it's a, it's very disturbing uh, the crimes this man committed. It's very just. He's I mean he is a big. He's probably the biggest piece of shit that we've ever heard about but you really don't hear like a whole lot about him i mean i don't know that anybody's done like a i'm sure somebody has but nobody that we've listened to has done a podcast on him he's um very 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 disturbed so i guess what we're trying to say is that if you have triggers or have suffered a past trauma maybe skip the next two yeah this one um will involve rape um it involves murder, torture. Um, it does touch on the BDM, BDSM lifestyle. Not really, though. But I will tell you that... With, he twists it. Yeah, well, like most people do. And so a disclaimer to that, too. There's nothing wrong with people who are into BDSM. As long as it's two consenting adults. Correct. And it's, and it's you know, the activities are between consenting adults and it's a secure environment and it, things are worked out and nobody's yeah. nobody's getting hurt more than they want to exactly <laughs> like right. some people like it and if you do that's great as long as you know you're with somebody that's understands your tolerance and what you can handle and you're both okay with that aspect of it and also you'll hear about you know groups of, of group sex um there's also bestiality yeah um, and just very demeaning to women. Um, again, these are not things we agree with. We're just reporting what we found. Um, and I like to say right off, top, right off the top, I'm just glad this son of a bitch is done. Yeah, but I don't like how he's done. I think he... Uh, yeah, that's he not ju- there, there's not justice for sure. So We without- wanted to do serial killers that, this week for Halloween. So, like two everybody's heard of, two maybe not everybody's heard of. And normally I'm not this judgmental, but um, this guy's a piece of shit. This guy's a piece of shit. I mean, there's just no ways around it. Horrible, horrible, horrible human being. Um, but without further ado, we'll go ahead and get started. Um, and I, you go ahead and go first. I'll let you report. Yeah, this one, I mean, it was it was kind of a rough one to research. And I didn't get into, like, the extent of what he did just because I couldn't handle like reading about it and then like talking about it but we did touch on some of it and if anybody's interested this piece of shit did have a it's like on YouTube you can listen to his hour long tape that he recorded uh, for his victims. victims because he got tired of going through the spill every single time they came out of there drug-induced coma. I will touch on the tape a couple of times in here, but I, yeah, like, just didn't... More, like, highlights. You know? Well, I didn't I didn't put what he had on the tape. It's just mentioned a couple of times that there was... Well, the was... tape itself could be its own podcast. Yeah, because we actually listened to the entirety of it, and it's just, like, he loved to hear his own voice. 
Yeah. And yep. just the stuff, it's disgusting. Yeah, and he was, it wasn't just the uh, physical dominance and, and torture he was into, it was also the mental. Which I do touch on in here, and it, it did bother me for a day or two. I was kind of like, blah, is the only really thing I can say. It, it kind of made you not really want to do, because I wasn't even in the room and it didn't happen to me, but it still messed with my head and made me kind of icky for a day or two. But without uh, further ado, I guess, David Parker Ray, also known as the Toy Box Killer, was an American kidnapper, torturer, rapist, and suspected serial killer. He was suspected because although he had said it and told people and like his accomplices actually said it, they could never find any bodies. Yeah. Um, Well, and... The thing with that, too, is, and he touches on that in his tape, is that he's done this multiple times. And some of the... Uh, he's been very good at it. And I think he released a good portion of the people that he raped and tortured. It wasn't just about the murder. Well, he released some of them. And I believe that some... Um, they said that some were even taken to Mexico for sex trafficking. Now, I don't know if that actually happened or if that's just something he said. Yeah, it's hard to tell with this guy. Right, because we saw some documentaries where he also said, like, this area that I'm getting ready to say he lived at had a lake that he liked to supposedly dump bodies in because of the type of lake it was. It was always, it was like green and algae and there was like humongous freaking catfish in there that would eat whatever was in there. So they never found the bodies. But he did allude more than once that he dumped numerous bodies in there. Well, you know, this motherfucker, I mean, I can't wait to hear his background, but it's almost, he almost reminds me of the kid who was stuffed in lockers and they took his fucking lunch money and this is his way of getting back. You know, I, I, just just a sick fucker. Well, it, I will be bouncing around a little bit on this one like I, I think I did on another one. Um, probably because some stuff was just a little rough and I needed to take a break before I came back to it. But I do bounce around a little bit. Um, like I said, there were no bodies found. He was accused by his accomplices of killing several people and suspected by the police to have murdered as many as 60 women um, from Arizona and New Mexico while living in Elephant Butte, New Mexico. And this was also not too far away from Truth and Consequences, mm-hmm. I think. The because town of Truth the, and Consequences. The truth, yeah. And just the names of these places is ridiculous. But Truth and Consequences, I think I, I will bring up a couple of times because one of his accomplices were from there, and I think one of the victims that survived was from there. Um, he, um, he had a soundproof truck trailer that he called his toy box and equipped it with items used for sexual torture. It looked like an Airstream. But it was all steel. It was um, all steel. He had a background in engineering. Yeah, he was a mechanic. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and was actually very proficient at his craft. Yeah, and he spent $100,000 of his own money to outfit this thing. Yeah, it looked like a jacked up trailer is what it looked like. It really looked like he took this trailer and pimped it out. And, and the FBI actually still has this setting in their parking lot. Yeah, because they, so, they were so impressed with just... You shouldn't be impressed with him, but with just the ingenuity of this thing, what well, it was equipped with. And what's inside it, right. the stuff on the walls. I'm assuming, like, I didn't see, like, why they still have it, it's but I would... Training. Ass- that, that's what I would assume. 
Um, and also to say, look, this is some of the shit you could walk in on. Right. So you need to prepare yourself for and this. There was actually an FBI agent, a female, who was asked to inventory and watch stuff and sketch stuff. And she actually uh, went after home and killed herself after doing yeah, that. Yeah, I, I mentioned that in here. After she turned in her work, she shot herself. So please, if you look this guy up after hearing this, please be careful. Just um, be prepared. You're going to see some shit that you've probably never seen or heard of before. Not and much it turned probably, my stomach, but, but there this was, did. This there was did. some that turned my stomach. This guy makes you wish that John Kramer was real. Yeah, or Frank Castle. Or Frank Castle. Or, you know, someone who could torture him as justly as he tortured other exactly. people. Exactly. It's just, it just, it, ugh. Um, Ray was convicted of kidnapping and torture um, in 2001, for which he received a lengthy sentence. I think I talk about later, like, what his sentence was and everything. But he was never convicted of murder because, like I said, they couldn't find anything. So... How can you be a fucking serial killer? Because... They say suspected. He was a suspected serial killer because... And I'll... We're jumping a little ahead here. But there were videotapes. Like, he videotaped this... Like, what he was hap- what he was doing to these women. And they didn't find everybody off those videotapes. And one of his accomplices witnessed... Like, helped him kill somebody... And they got rid of the body, but then when that accomplice took them to where the body was at, the body was gone because Ray had moved it so that you couldn't pin it on him because he knew that guy knew where the body was at. And he's like, well, if this guy returns on me, here's evidence. So he got rid of it. So he, and I guess the cops were willing to, because of everything they seen, they were willing to believe the people that turned yeah. on him, that yeah. he killed people. Yeah, you see that fucking trailer, you're about willing to believe anything because that's unbelievable. I think in the trailer. Yeah, and I think even some of the videos were snuff films. He's like a fucking high-tech piece of trash. Oh, absolutely, there were snuff films. There so had be, to be. He had to make money some way. Right, and he did sell these to people that were into the same stuff well, that he was. Well, he even invited people over to do the stuff themselves. Right. Um, so it was almost like a hostile situation, too. Right, so I'm assuming... Like, I don't know if you can be convicted off of a snuff film because it could, he could say that it's just, um, I can't think of the word I want. Role play, acting. Acting or stimulated murder. Is that the one I want? Simulated. Simulated murder. So I didn't really kill her. It just looks like I did. Um, but the, and they also had trouble identifying women because their faces were always covered. So they had to use like other identifying markers um, like tattoos or birthmarks or piercings. Um, but it was hard to, because I think they only, out of hundreds of tapes. What was the time span he operated in? Um, I, I, I gonna, mentioned it in here. Because I'm going to tell you, folks, he makes BTK look like look like a fucking kitty. I'm going to say the 90s, maybe, because he wasn't convicted until 2001. Probably so. Um, I do have it in here. I just can't remember off the top of my head. So, going back to his childhood, because I've always been kind of in thought about... Oh, I mentioned his... Someone's... Either it's nature or nurture, or is it both? From what I... What we'll talk about here... Uh, well, I'm getting ready to actually get to that. Okay, Let me just... Uh, I said that he was... Okay. He ended up dying of a heart attack about one year after his convictions in two cases, the second of which resulted in a plea deal. So, we'll talk about that later, too. But the motherfucker didn't even actually serve any of his prison time. 
the only time he was in jail was the trial period. Like that, like, you know, typically they'll put you in jail until the trial. Um, so that's the only time he served was during the trial and everything. He never actually served anything really for his prison sentence. He died of a heart attack before that. That's what makes me, it's, it just, it's disgusting. Okay. During his childhood, Ray and his younger sister, Peggy, lived with their um, disciplinarian grandfather. But, I mean, think about the time period when he was little. You know, it was probably, I'm wanting to say, 50s or 60s when he was little. Because I didn't actually write down when he was born because I didn't really give a shit. But that's probably not really, I don't think the grandfather was abusive. I think he was just strict. Well, um... You know, and this little fucker's probably out raping frogs and shit, you know? And so, I mean, you're, and it's also his perception, too. I mean, uh, to be quite honest, maybe his grandfather wasn't as bad. Maybe his grandfather was actually just trying to put some guidelines around this little bastard. Well, he was sometimes visited by his violent alcoholic father, who would supply him with magazines depicting sadomasochistic pornography. There's your BDSM line. Right. But the I'm going to have trouble with this word every time but I'm going to keep trying it. The sadomastic sadomasochistic. Yes. Is that your Is that your pain BDSM? Yeah, it's it's the it's people who like giving pain and people who like receiving pain. Um, some people will say when when you hear S&M that slave master it's not it's sadomasochism. So you know, I mean, I guess it could be slave master too, just depending because your your master's going to be the one who gives pain, your slave's going to be the one who receives the pain. But what I'm saying is, this isn't your Fifty Shades of Grey shit. Um, no, it, it's kind of wrapped up in the same thing. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to involve bondage. It can involve, involve just spanking. It can involve uh, more of a mental type of control. But basically, what it is is one person controls another person, and they both get enjoyment out of being controlled and being the one who is controlling. They can do that through the spankings. They can do that through whippings. They can do that through uh, causing pain through electricity. Um, just anything that would, would stimulate them. Now, in most cases, though, that is a agreed-upon contract. That is, well, typically, there is, like, actually a written contract between the right, two people. Yes. And it's never against somebody's will. Now, there is simulated, um, where you can simulate kidnaps for people who like that and stuff, because we've read about that. We've seen that. Well, I've—I'm not gonna lie. I've read all the Fifty Shades books. Yeah, and, um, and, and other books that are like that. And it's okay to role play. It's okay to do these those things. And when he was probably seeing those magazines, because I'm not gonna lie, I've seen those magazines too. Um, you know, it, it does simulate rape. It does simulate violence. It does simulate um, things like that. But in modern porn. You see that too. You see that too. But this isn't the type of magazine that Betty Page would have. This is probably modeled for. This is probably more of your underground type of magazine. So this is. It's probably real stuff. It's it, probably what it is. So this, but the one that his, his dad was showing him and that he was looking at, was, the, brutal. Shit. Yes, it's probably the the whippings and I think they actually did show some of those in those documentaries. I just, you know, I, I couldn't look at those because it, to me it looked real. Um, it looked like a woman was being raped and murdered and. Um, I think that at that point that excited him, um, and that's what he, in his mind, said. That's he's he's always going to set out to recreate that. 
that feeling. Well, we did hear in one of the things that we watched that, or it might have been the tape, I can't remember, um, where he said that he basically can't get off yeah. unless he's hurting somebody. Correct. And there are people like that. And, and that's why if they do it the right way, they go and they find somebody who likes to have pain and then both parties are satisfied. If that makes sense. Right. But I think his was more... He, he wasn't happy with somebody that was okay with it. He wanted the fear he, of the... Yes, he wanted someone who wasn't willing. Uh-oh. And he, and he even kind of alluded to that. Well, yeah, I mean, he tells he likes, you... He likes mentally breaking yeah. the person down. And, and that just listening to that hour recording is enough to mess and with your head. he actually came across very genuine on that recording. He did not come across as someone who was pulling punches or lying. I believe every word of what he said on there... Um, and I believe that was truly him at at a moment where he didn't think it was ever going to be caught. Oh, no, he didn't think he was going to be. And he was really, I don't think he was even planted up for the sub. And here's the thing. He is not the reason he got caught. Correct. Okay, when he was in high school, he was bullied by other kids. But he was only bullied by other kids because he was actually really shy around girls. And, and that might have been his dislike for women at that point, too. Is, or he just didn't know how to act around him because of what his dad's showing him. You know, he's definitely got to be fucking antisocial as hell. You, you could not have emotion and do what you did. You can't. Um, so, I want to say this, though. And, and I think that this is important. Because we hear a lot about bullying. I think bullying's been going on for since the beginning of time. Well, yeah. And here, as of the last, I'd say, ten years, we've actually identified it as something that is very harmful to people. It happens in the workplace. It happens at school. It happens in families. Um, it happens in churches. It, it, I mean, it, it, there's different types of bullying. And I am. I don't think bullying is right. I think it should be addressed. I think it should be stopped. But I also know it's something that a lot of people are going to have to go through. Yeah, and um, you can't keep using it as, as, as an excuse right. as to why you're How doing stuff. How many people have been bullied? I was bullied all through high school, right. but you don't see me doing mass shootings well, and shit. But I'm just, everybody's been bullied to an extent. Everybody. At some point. I mean, if you haven't, then you're very fortunate, and I'm happy for you, because like I said, I don't think it's a good thing. Mm-mm. But at the same time, not everybody turns out a serial killer, so I don't know that I can look at that and say that's a good excuse. There had to be something else wrong with you. With him, yeah, there had to be an underlying mental... Because most people don't react that way. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, his sexual fantasies of raping, torturing, and even murdering uh, women developed during his teenage years. So, I mean... So, let's think about that. He associated... What his dad was showing him. Well... If I'm thinking about being a kid who's bullied, I'm shy, I can't really talk to women, so I can't really form a relationship with a woman uh, or a, a girl, and I'm being bullied, and this is the only thing that brings me pleasure is what my dad is showing me, and obviously, I gotta approve of that because he's an abusive man, and, you know, I look up to him. This is what I think is right. This is what excites me. This is what, you know, so in, in his mind, that's the only thing that made him feel good. Right. So maybe that's why he said, again, doesn't make it okay, but it does help to understand a little bit maybe where he was coming from and wanting to recreate that that feeling. Plus, he didn't sound like a kid who was in control of a whole lot of stuff. So he needed to have that control. Some kind of control, yeah. And that could be, too, why he was. they were with the grandparents 
her grandfather was because the dad was abusive. I didn't see that, but I'm going to... Well, I did say that he was abusive. I just don't know if he was abusive towards the kids or towards the mother or even where the mother was at. Because, I mean, I didn't go super into his background because, like I said, he's a piece of shit. Oh, he didn't deserve anybody's time. Right. Um, around this time, the time where he's developing these fantasies, his sister discovered his sadomasochistic drawings as well as pornographic photographs of I bondage think, acts. I think for the sake of time, you can just say S&M. S&M? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I guess, yeah, because I am struggling on that word. <laughs> it's okay, just for the sake of time. Yeah. Um, after completing high school... He received an honorable discharge from the U.S. Army, where his service also included work as a general mechanic, mm-hmm. which put him well on the way to uh, building his toy box. Um, he was, tr- for somebody who was very shy around women, he was married and divorced four times. Um, and he had two children, including his accomplice, daughter Jesse Ray. Which is just disgusting. Well, my, I, from what I understand, too, it was more than just that. But. Yeah, it was rumored that, because uh, Jesse had a daughter, it was rumored by a lot of people that um, Ray was the daddy and granddaddy at the same time. Yeah, which is fucking gross. It's gross. Uh, by day, David Parker Ray was a car mechanic. By night... He was a leader of a satanic group, a sexual sadist, and a prophylic... Prof- <laughs> What's the word I want? Base- prolific... Prolific. Torturer of women. I am sorry about the tripping up on words. <laughs> I also want to say this, too, and I, I, I need to clarify this. I, I don't practice Satanism. I don't practice any kind of religion, really. But even... I would say you ask most Satanists and they would say that this man is sick and was misguided. There's there's two different types of Satanists. I, that, and that's, we should probably do something on that, actually. There is, like, two different types of Satanists. There's your um, ones that, um, our, our oldest daughter can explain this better, that think that all that your Bible teachings and all that stuff is bullshit. That everybody should be equal. That, and and I think this was, she said this was in the Satanic Bible. I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure she told me this. That pedophiles, according to this Bible, or if that's the right one, should be taken out into the street and stoned to death. Absolutely, they should be. Now, and then you have your Satanists that will sacrifice people. But they're misguided, and that's the thing that a lot of even harder to even put this word to it reputable people who study religion theology and they study satanism as well they study all the religions yeah, you tell have you to. that it's not about killing and murdering it's not it's about worshiping another god yeah and it, and it has nothing to do with the sacrificing and killing now there are some factions that break off and do their own right. thing and you know you're right we should do a show on it because i know that even Anton LaVey, his his stuff was mostly, you know... He was just about the fucking. He was about the fucking, but there was a lot of spiritual stuff, too. It was, yeah. And he, yeah, he was a Satanist or whatever, too. But he wasn't the 
uh, we're going to kill everybody, sacrifice them to Satan, and all this stuff. Most religions want you to bring more people to the thing, not kill. Right, right. Um, so then you do have your other ones. But when anything like this happens, people just want to straight up and satanic. I think, I think for him, he wasn't really into the Satanism thing. I think it just, for him, backed up why he was... It gave him a reason why. Yeah. It gave... It also... He knew he was a monster. Yeah. And and he, he figured that since I'm a monster... We're just em- going to embrace it. Embrace it, yeah. And I think he also did it for scare tactics, too. Mm-hmm. And it also gave him, you know, more people to talk to because, Jesus, I swear this guy liked the sound of his own voice. And our goal really is not to isolate anybody who has different religions or different beliefs. Because everybody in this house has a different belief system. Correct. And, and it's not to isolate that. It's it's just more to point out the bullshit. You know, I mean, if... I mean, why give other Satanists a bad name by calling yourself a Satanist when you do stuff like that? It's kind of like when there's Christian people who do bad things. You're giving the bad name to all the other Christians, you know, or pagans or whatever it is. Right. Um, I just want to point that out, though. You I can even be an atheist and it's still okay. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's just, you don't have to believe in anything if you don't want. I'm, yeah, but there's always two sides to the coin. I mean, honestly, think about it. I think the Christians have the highest body count out of anybody. True. I mean, they probably do. But this, it just pissed me off with this guy. That's what he wants to claim. Well, yeah, and it's... Satanist, so... And, yeah, because I, I know that... You didn't do this for Satan. You did this for yourself. Exactly. You you did it, and then you constantly, because, you know, Satan has brought up a couple of times, you're doing it as a scare tactic. Right. But you're, it's the only reason you're doing it. But the only reason you're committing these vile crimes and acts is to satisfy your own need. Right. It has nothing to do with sacrificing to a god uh-uh. if that's what you were doing. You're just saying this shit so that you can mess with your victim even more. Mm-hmm. It's all about... And I'm starting to think the dude's highly intelligent because of the mind games he plays. Oh, actually, ab- absolutely. I think he's highly intelligent. Most serial killers are. Because he knows... Just like listening to that tape, he knows what buttons well, to push. They say that it was um, rumored that he studied the CIA-type tactics to play mind games with people he would have break had them, to and break them down mentally because he could do it so quickly because he only kept people i don't think he kept them over like a couple months um he says on the tape that um and i think some of them in here the, i think the longest he would keep them is up to three months yeah and then, and he, then would, he would get tired of them and there was one of two ways which i'll talk about um and you'll be able to explain the medical part of it um he would uh, do stuff to him to where he would let him loose. Or, like I said, there was rumors that he sold him into sex trafficking or he killed him. Yep. He did one of three things to him. Um, and that's also, in a, in a way, kind of smart, too, because you switched your MO how many times? Yeah, because you've got three different, thi- three different things. Of that disposal. You, yeah, so you just never know. Uh, though his official body count is still unknown... Police suspect Ray may have taken more than 60 lives. And like I said, they can't even pin one on him because no body was ever found. And that's uh, and that, again, points to his intelligence. Right, because he made sure mm-hmm. that you couldn't put anything on him. Even with the tapes and potential murder on tape, they still couldn't do anything. Right. No, that's true. I mean, it's... I hate to say it, but an evil genius. Right. Way. Yeah, because he can argue and that... Where, and, and also location. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Oh, no. You. The um, location was... He was... There were other people around, but it was such a small area that... 
You know, nobody thought anything of what he was doing. Well, yeah, and, and that's I think why he was able to get a, get away with it for so long. Yeah. Um, just I know normally we're upbeat and we make a lot of jokes, but this guy. Oh yeah, there's no joke. He with this takes guy. the he takes the air right out of the fucking balloon. And know? even though you've got this recording of him basically saying that the, the, if you woke up in here, you've been kidnapped. He could still argue it was all consensual. And honestly, I think this is where the creators of Saul kind of got that idea. Um, well, we don't know for sure, but no, yeah. But I, I, no, so. I mean, but it's almost identical. It's you're That you wake up, because you know if you wake up, the, the difference is, if you wake up in one of Kramer's games, you know you did something to get there. And we will, we're working on it. We're going to do a psychological breakdown of John Kramer, because I'm actually, I know it sounds sick, so don't judge me, but I'm a fan. I think. Oh, he, yeah. I think he was like a Dexter. Yeah, he, he only got rid of the people, because he gave you a chance. You go in as a piece of shit, but he gives you a chance to come out the other end a better person. Right. And if you don't come out the other end a better person... Well, then you ain't coming out. The difference is, this guy, this toy box killer, you woke up, it was for sure you weren't going home. And if you were going home, you weren't remembering shit. Yeah, and you weren't going home the same person and you were when you woke said, up. And he even said, you'll be sore a couple of days and have some bruises, but you'll be okay as long as you follow the rules. Well, I mean, even when he says, when he, when he, let, when he lets him loose, he's like, you'll be sore, you'll be bruised. But you'll live, basically. He's like, I'm not going to do anything to you that you can't recover from. Because ultimately, and I think you like that factor too, that he decided. Yeah, he decided if you lived or died, and he decided what was done to you. Right. Yeah. That's it was all about like what he wanted. Control. Ugh. On uh, March 20th, 1999, he picked up the victim that would put the end to his spree. Posing as an undercover cop, David Parker Ray claimed to be arresting Cynthia Weigel for solicitation, but instead of taking her to the police station, he brought her back to his special toy box. And what he would do um, before he put you in there, like he would drug you with a cocktail. Like, I don't know the exact cocktail he drugged you with to get you in there. But he would drug you, get you in there, and I think you'd be blindfolded. Well, so, first, looking at this guy, never believe he's a cop. Jesus Christ. But on the tape, what he says, you know, because he used to verbally go in and tell him these things. Yeah, and he just got tired um, of doing but it. But he said it's the same spiel. He said, I just chose to record it. So, from what his account is, um, and I don't see why you'd have a reason to lie about it. Um, you'd be drugged, you'd wake up, and he'd say... You're in chains. You can't see anything. You're about as comfortable as you can be. You can't talk. You know, you have a gag in. Um, I, I think the first day is what he said. That's This is how you're going to remain today. We'll come and explore your body a little bit. Yeah. And your first day will be okay. But once we take the gag out, you'll be in the toy box, which is soundproof. So you mm-hmm. can scream all you want. Nobody's going to hear you. Yeah. I mean, and he, he tells him, yeah. like, your first day... I'm not going to be too rough on you because right. it's your first day. But one of the rules is he did not want you to speak unless spoken to, and you can only say so many things. And if not, then you would have to wear the ball gag. No, it was, yeah, you couldn't talk unless spoken to. Right. And then when you answered, it had to be yes, master, or yes, mistress, because at this point he has a girlfriend that's helping him. And then you had to ask to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then it had to, you had to specify what it was 
Because you could be in, like, some intricate shit that if you had to crap, I guess, he would tell you, depending on the scenario that they're playing with, whether or not you could or if you had to hold it. And then he tells you, if you make a mess, you're cleaning it up. After being beaten for making the mess, even though, hello, you told him you had to. Right. And, yeah, it, he's very, very, it's a, it must have happened because he's very detailed. Well, yeah, and he tells you and on the tape that he's done it so many times that you're going to be one of so many types of people that he and he's like, there's nothing you can say or do that I haven't heard before because at this point I've done this so many times. I don't care if you're a mother. I don't care if yeah, you're a daughter. Yeah, he's like, he's like I, don't, I don't care. I don't care about any of those things. The only thing you are to me is a toy to play with. Yeah, and I mean, he tells you, he's like, don't tell me you got kids at home because I don't care. Don't tell me you got a sick relative at home. I don't care. And he also said that he, he would keep more than uh, more than one. Sometimes he would, yeah. Like, um, if I, he was kind of, like, he planned it. Like, he would maybe, I think, pick somebody, kind of plan it. But sometimes... He would just see somebody that he... It would just land, yeah. It would just land in his lap, I guess. Yeah, like, if the, the qualifications were, like, he had certain groups of people he liked. Yeah, and if he found, like, but teenagers, he, he loved teenagers. Right, but he said, what it boils down to is if you got an attractive body I can play with. I'm going to get you. He's, and he told him, he's like, there could be more than one person in here. He's like, but they can't help you because they're in the same situation you are. Right. And he's like, and even if they are in here, you're not going to see him because he kept him constantly blindfolded. Sick fuck. Um, an eight by twenty five foot white trailer. Um, this is the toy box. Was equipped with everything Ray might need to torture the women he held there. He had whips, chains, blades, saws, and more. Massive dildos. Yeah, I'll get into some of that. But yeah, some of the, the dildos that were in there, one of them looked like it had like wires coming up from the bottom or something, like little metal things. Like it's just, and some of the stuff that they pictured, how could he not kill somebody using some of that stuff? Um, and like I said, by this time, uh, Ray had a girlfriend. Her name was Cynthia Hindi. Um, he, she was his sidekick, often adding aiding sorry often aiding in his assaults and helping him force victims to take the amnesia inducing drugs which i'll get into um but after two days of vigil um she made it out alive she escaped um ray and she was able to do this because um ray was at work and hindi was distracted doing tasks around the area she's cleaning cooking and answering the phone or something like that um, and while all this was happening, Weigel realized she had an opportunity to, to escape. Um, because it's something, I don't remember if I put this in here or not later, because I talk about this more than once. Um, Hindi actually left the keys close to Weigel. So she was able to wiggle over and get the keys and unlock herself. So this is the, when he talks about it, sometimes we'll take you into the house. Yeah, she, I think she was in the house at this point. I don't think she was in the, um, I don't think she was in the toy box. Because the bed and everything was also right. equipped so, with chains. Right, so she, this, she'd only been there for two days, so maybe she wasn't, hadn't been transferred to the toy box yet, because I know they bounced back and forth, but I think they gave him a couple of days in the house. They did. Before they transferred to the toy box, and I think that's what this was. She was still in the house. Um, and then uh, after she got the keys, there was a physical confrontation that left Hindi with a non-fatal stab wound in her neck. Oh, like yeah. bitch got stabbed. She, st- I, 
Yeah, she stabbed her neck with an ice pick. Weigel ran to the neighbors and got the police on her uh, captor's trail. Now, again, I can't remember if I added this in here or not, but when she escaped, she was butt-ass naked and had an iron collar around her neck with a padlock and a chain. Oh, yeah, that's right, because he did say that was... When the you know that's one of the first things that'll happen. That's one that before you're even awake, the chain the 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 collar and padlock is on your neck. That happens before you're even awake and hear the tape. So this poor woman is like running down the street, being chased, and she's carrying she's got this chain and this collar on her neck, and she's bruised because they have abused her. Um, so she does have signs of that, and it's just it's crazy. I believe she makes it to this person's she trailer. Makes it, yeah, she makes it to somebody's trailer, and they call the cops and wrap her up in a blanket because she's naked. Um, and that's, that. That's like, Ray didn't, wasn't Ray's fault he got caught. It's yeah. just, it, it kills me. But that's that was the tipping point. That's what took the police there. Yeah, and, and it's then, not the first time that they something like a police report had been filed on them but because she still had the collar and shit on her they they listened uh and not long after you know she got away police were called um ray and hindi were caught they were pulled over and caught because i guess they were out driving around looking for um when news started spreading of the arrest and what had happened, uh, another victim came forward with her story, and she was Angelica Montino. Montano. Sorry if I butchered the last name. Um, and through a videotape that Ray recorded, the police were able to identify another survivor, Kelly Garrett, who Ray had kidnapped three years prior. Um... Additional perpetrators also came out. Um, a state park trooper was one. Ray's daughter and a man named Dennis Yancey were found to be accomplices. Like, I didn't remember in the um, documentaries and stuff that we've seen about the uh, state park person. I don't remember that either. It doesn't name who it is. It just says a state park trooper. And I don't remember hearing that. Yancey and the girlfriend and the daughter, yes, but... And also, I don't know if I mentioned this, but at one point, Hindi was having a relationship with Ray and Ray's daughter at the same time. Yeah, and she was also the one that he referred to as his lady friend on the tape. Um, Yeah, she's the mistress that you have to say yes mistress to. Who enjoyed having sex with women as well. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, just, just, we said, just go listen to the tape. It's gross. If you want to, but just... Yeah, we didn't include it in here because there's some stuff... It's just gross. And I really... Yeah, I don't. I didn't even want to give him... I didn't... Just, just the sound of his voice makes me want to puke. Um, their stories uh, ended up being confirmed that there uh, were no human remains on Ray's property, but they said he was a serial killer. Well, and I think with Yancey, <clears throat> they had actually... He got a ex, Yancey's ex girlfriend. He was the one. Yeah, yeah he was the Yancey's one we were talking about. Yeah, um, they, they got her back to the toy box. Mm-hmm. Um, played with her for a while. And then it was getting hot because of all the coverage on her being missing. And Ray told him, You're going to have to take care of this. Right. And so then, they strangled her. Yeah, and Yancey's story was is that Ray held a gun on him. 
to make him strangle her. Yeah. yeah. So he didn't they, actually kill him. Yancey killed. Yeah. This uh, ex-girlfriend of his. And then they buried her in a state park. And Yancey took the police to where her body was supposed to be. Yeah, that was the one. And her body wasn't there because Ray had moved it. And that was part of a plea deal thing, too. He's like, look, I can prove that he helped kill people because I was there. I'll take you to the body. And the body wasn't there. Um, Before he met Hindi, Ray was quiet about his crimes. Only his victims and a selection of followers knew of his toy box. So I don't even, I'm not sure even if uh, Jesse knew about the toy box. His daughter? Maybe. Not sure. Uh, But Hindi wasn't so tight-lipped about her own criminal deeds. So she's a piece of shit too. She frequently talked to her boyfriends about torturing sex workers. Hindi and Ray were actually a match made in hell. I mean, they were perfect for each other. Uh, And it's disgusting because she would stake her claim on him in front of people all the time. She'd be like, he's mine, stay away from me. And I don't understand. Well, it's because who else is going to be that accepting of that kind of shit unless you're just as demented as they are? Yeah, I guess. Um, They did actually share a lot of the same interests, um, but this still didn't keep her from testifying against him and saving her own ass. Um... And because she cooperated, uh, Hindi received a shortened prison sentence of 36 years in 2000. Did Yancey get life? No. Ray was sentenced to 224 years, but died of a heart attack in 2002. Uh, by early April 1999, um, so this is when all this stuff is going on. Like I said, I bounced back and forth. Uh, by early April of 99, there were a hundred... FBI and NMSP agents. I have no idea what that is. Oh, New Mexico State Police. (laughs) Duh. And a lot of places, uh, a lot of states, the state police are your official investigators. Yeah. It's like your local FBI. Well, I would, because the town was so small, I think you would have to have, I don't even know that they had their own police department. I think it would have to be the state police that came in. Yeah. Um, They were swarming all over Ray's property, and the address was... um, 513 Bass Road. Um, 11 days after he was arrested, Ray claimed another victim when uh, Patty Rust killed herself after spending four days inside the toy box making detailed drawings for the FBI. So that's the one we talked about at the beginning. The day after Rust killed herself, Jim Yonst took a stroll through the toy box. He was another FBI agent. Um... And he, as he was walking through this or getting ready to walk into it, he was like wondering why the FBI would send in a woman into a torture chamber where everybody that was killed there was a woman, right? And everybody on the you know on the case suspected that women had literally, literally been frightened to death in this trailer by this man. Because then you think about the torture you're going through, it's got to mess with your heart. It'd probably throw you into heart attack. Was well, like sending a man into you know, audit a place where dicks were cut off. I mean, it, like, that, that, that would not be the job for a man at that no. point. That, that needs to be a woman that goes in and yeah. does that because and she could separate herself. Right, from what happens. You can't, you should not send a woman And in. also, it would, wouldn't it make more sense, though? Like, it would make more sense to me, I think, 
if the man committed the crime to send a man in for the male perspective you know you not that not that not that you would identify with this person but you could as a man see maybe more what the motives were and you're not going to be traumatized by the torture that went on in there because men weren't being tortured in there women were no different story if a man if men were being tortured then you send a woman in yeah because that's a different perspective right also it they're not going to be so they're not going to relate to that situation yeah they're not yeah yeah you don't send you don't send a woman in to do that and i can't for one second believe that the fbi did not have a man that could go in there well, they did. And document this they shit did. and they sketch probably, it. They, but uh, they probably didn't think that much into it. They probably didn't have a psychologist on, on site. Or they didn't realize the extent of the shit in there. And that's why they sent her. Yeah, because now, I don't know if you're going to go over what was in this toy box or not in detail. But I, I, I have some details. But I know there were signs with the rules. I there's, have that. Okay, there's a, there was also drawings. Yeah, I've got that. How to torture females. Yeah. Um, just different things that if you don't have a blindfold on and you're looking around and you see the instruments and you see these signs and you see these posters and you're thinking, oh my God, what's going to happen to me? When they also went in there, when the FBI, I think there was like four or five that went in there and they saw these rows of tapes because this was still... that'd be scary as shit too. Right, because at this time it was VHS tapes still. So you had your big ass VHS recorder. And there was video recorders everywhere. Yeah, yeah. There was like three... Um, and then they had the, he put a mirror over the, um, OB table that he had in there. So you could see what was happening, what was happening to you. And he had a mounted TV that was, that at the same time that this shit's being recorded and you're being tortured, there's nowhere you can look that you're not seeing what's being done to you. Oh yeah. I mean, you're seeing the size of these dildos going in your you know your parts and right like he said he really liked to play with the asshole so i mean you can only imagine how uncomfortable this is gonna get well and then also these fbi agents just randomly pick a tape pop it in and start watching it and at the end one of them goes outside and throws up everywhere i mean this is this is hardened fbi agents that see this and they're going outside because you're and not going to just send new agents in if well, you, you do might. they're going to if you do they're going to call and say we need like some profilers we need someone to help us break this down because we, we i would i'd be like we need other people yeah I, I don't know what i'm seeing it's like man you're not gonna believe this shit right and it's just god bless man just the pictures i saw of this place is horrifying even as a just a agent i wouldn't want to go in there it's gross the trailer i mean this is just the trailer was jacked up on wooden blocks, and the agent noticed that it didn't have any windows. I, I think the only opening that it had besides the door was the window air conditioning unit, because Ray wanted to be comfortable while he was out there playing with his toys, I guess, is what he said. Um, when he walked up the four steps and opened what had once been a double bolted still reinforced door like the locks were on the outside of the door um so even if you got loose from whatever he had you in there you weren't getting out because the locks were on the outside i don't even think it had a doorknob i think it was just a push and pull type door like you would pull it open from the latches on the outside 
On the left wall, he noticed a large white sign with red block letters that identified the name for the toy box as Satan's Den. And that we actually saw um, in the documentary. Like it showed that sign. Next to the sign was a smaller sign that read the bondage room. At the other end of the trailer was yet another sign that said, I am rather busy. Would you piss off? So I want to say this too. He named it the bondage room. and you know, Satan's I know den. I know that sounds scary to some people, but what he was doing is truly what not. If you research it, that's not what bondage is about. You know what I mean? It's not about the torture. It's not about the scaring. And you know, a lot of people who are into bondage is more they they more enjoy the rope type stuff. This guy had handcuffs, chains. and chains, and all those. You know, those are definitely instruments you can use in that sort of thing. I think he. My point is, he used the the, the bondage room sign just to scare because the, because the word bondage is associated with slave yeah slave and he tells you that you're a sex slave correct and i think that was more psychological even if you didn't recognize it as a victim at the time it's something that in the back of your mind you associate those two things together yeah and he said multiple times on that tape that you're a slave i mean he's he just kept reinforcing it reinforcing it reinforcing it Um, Right next to the Satan's Den sign was a tripod with a very expensive RCA Victor camcorder pointing towards a large black leather table slash chair, which is an OB table. It's what it was. And it had, it was, it had He equipped it. He equipped it. It had metal stirrups. It even had electrodes and dozens of red plastic straps, like to strap you down on the table. Um, On the ceiling... Next to what looked next to the OB table um, was the TV set, and it was positioned, like I said, so that whoever was on the table would see what was happening to them, which is just a whole nother level of fucked up. Um, and then walking further on the left side of the chamber, he saw a clipboard, which I thought was very fucked up. Um, and he, there was a clipboard hanging next to a robe. And it was like a roll call list of people he'd kidnapped uh, between 1993 and 1997. So that's when he was kind of active from 93 all the way up to 99 when he was caught. And probably before that. Probably before that. Um, and this was also, in that time period, was also the time period where his fourth wife had divorced him between 93 and 97. Um, <coughs> and it was before he met... He met Hindi. Okay, so on this was the dates the person was kidnapped and your number of assaults oh. during said kidnap. So your Which first could be one. several times a day. He it doesn't that. say. Um, well, he on, said that on tape. Well, yeah, it could be several several times a day. He said at least at least uh, twice. Sometimes three. So the first date on the clipboard was February 7th, 1994. And that one was 27 assaults. April 16th, 94, 33 assaults. July 3rd, 94, 28 assaults. So you can see that he's keeping these people for months at a time. Or he's taking a break in between. And then you got September 9th, 94 at 41 assaults. 
March 6, 95, 33 assaults. March 8, 95, 53 assaults. June 10, 95, 32 assaults. August 4, 95, 42 assaults. September 25th, 95, 33 assaults. November 15th, 95, 39 assaults. January 27th, 96, 51 assaults. March 2nd, 96, 38 assaults. May 7th, 96, 32 assaults. July 3rd, 96, 38 assaults. October 4th, 96, 48 assaults. March 16th, 97, 46 assaults. And the last one was September 23rd, 97 at 33 assaults. And that doesn't tell you if there's more than one girl in there. That's gross. That just tells you that during that time period, that's how many assaults took place. And he liked to use that word assault. Uh, Halfway down the left-hand wall there was a large cork bulletin board covered with colored and black and white photos and black and white drawings of women being tortured. Above this board was a sign saying the lore of Satanism or Satanism. The photograph showed women in various stages of bondage. The first one he noticed was a young redheaded woman who was naked She had her hands tied behind her back. She was also gagged with a red bandana, and she was looking right into the camera. She looked like her eyes were smiling. So, obviously, this was a picture of somebody that enjoyed what was happening. Well, he actually said that on the tape, too. You may even come to enjoy it. You may even have an orgasm. Right. I will tell you that just because... There's, there's been many times that a woman's had an orgasm during being raped, and it's not because she enjoyed it. It's just because her body's been trained to do that. Right, and, and react and, and stuff. Just be, you know, just because of that does not mean, and that's just in his twisted way of thinking, that you liked it because you right. had an orgasm. Um, come to like it? I don't think so. I think he probably had some willing participants in the beginning, or, and it wasn't enough for them. Right, or this woman had absolutely nothing to do with what happened in there, and it was just a picture that he saw in a magazine and liked and pinned it on there. Yeah. Um, and then, right beside that one, was a woman, a picture of a woman who was in obvious pain and scared. Um, this one, her naked breasts were hogtied at the base with circles of constricting white rope making them bulge there were also wooden clothespins like the old fashioned clothespins not the ones like you would squeeze together it's the ones that that had the little knob on the top that you would just push down um and those were attached to each nipple and her face had a look of fear on it and again I will say <coughs> for those that practice bondage or S&M and stuff I mean Again, breast bondage is something that is very prolific uh, in the bondage community, and it is an art form, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's hurting the person if they, you know, are consenting to it. The clothespins, again, same thing. And in some publications, they want the women to look scared. They want them to look like they're in pain. Right. That's what sells. Um, so it's hard to know. Again, it's confusing. Because of where it's at, you right. don't know. There was also a third picture that showed a woman tied down on a bench press with her legs forced wide apart, 
she was covered in bruises from head to toe. And the worst, of course, were being inside her thighs. So that one leads me to believe it was probably a picture of somebody that he had in there. Yeah, um, that's what it sounds like. And he even made reference to on his tape about your thighs and your knees will be forced wide apart. Yeah, because he had spreader bars. Using spreader bars, <coughs> which is a, which is a bondage device, again, that is used in consensual bondage play and S&M play. But um, he was using them more to, so you could not keep him from doing what he wanted to do to your private parts. Well, yeah, and he also, I, I don't, I might touch on it on in here, but he also explained in the recorded tape of um, using a spreader bar and attaching it somehow to the floor, like attaching you to the floor and um, putting like dog pheromones mm. on you yeah. and having his dogs rape you well, he made in a, front of people. Yeah, he made a device that put you in uh, the doggy position is how he referred to it. Yeah. I, I assume that it would be with your ass up. And, That's the only way it could uh, be. And then, uh, yes, putting pheromones on you that would cause the the dog to react in a way that they thought you were a female dog mm-hmm. and then have sex with you. And he did kind of go into detail about, you know, how that would hurt anally because the dog gets a knot in its penis and, um, and the that, fact that the dog was pretty well endowed. And that this is this is definitely going to happen at least once or twice, um, if not more. And that he does invite people over to watch. Because he himself enjoys yeah. watching it. And then sometimes it's just going to be him watching it. And he said, why shouldn't the dog have a little bit of pussy? Right. So this is how gross. He is. Because he's also abusing the dog. The dog's being abused too. Yeah. So. And then he said that, you know, he would <coughs> share these girls with people and they couldn't do jack shit about it. Right. It's just, it's disgusting. Next to um, that picture were more pictures of drawings showing stages, I guess, of bondage that uh, Ray liked to use to torture women. Mm. So I'm assuming that stages means different scenarios so it's a lot like btk he used to draw his scenarios too yeah so it doesn't say like who does the drawings it just says drawings um next to the pictures and drawings was a very detailed warning list that ray had made and i think that this is a warning list for him more than the victims like maybe something he has to keep looking at to reinforce for himself because of what it says and the title of this one was remember a woman will do or say anything to get loose under this he has they will kick scratch offer money bite yell beg scream run offer sex threaten lie wait for an opportunity uh yeah it's called survival bitch i mean um hello they're there against their will no means no Right. And then what caught, what made me, uh, I guess. I guess you can't say no, though. Right. Drugged and then. And then what I thought was kind of funny, or I guess ironic, was that they would offer sex when, hello, you have them there for that anyway. Well, well, I think probably what he means is, hey, I'll give you what you want. You don't have to do this. Right. For him, it wasn't about the sex, though. It wasn't. It was about the torture. And then he had um, also on the standard excuses and sob stories menstruating pregnant vd aids sick k 
kids with babysitter, have to work, a sick baby, a sick parent, claustrophobia, missed by husband or friend, you know, like boyfriend, um, bad heart, can't miss school, and uh, also it said, uh, don't let her get to you if she was worth taking she is worth keeping, and she must be subjug- subjugated to hypnosis before the woman can be safely released. Never trust a captive. Yeah, and I think with him, yes, that's correct. But his response to all those excuses... I don't, I don't care. I don't give a flying fuck. So he must have had to make that list for himself because maybe at some point he started to care. And it came back to bite him in the ass or something? I don't know. Maybe. I have another theory on it, though. My other theory on that is... It was another scare tactic. (laughs) It was another scare tactic. Yeah. It was. Because you see this list there, if you can even see it, and it's showing you that he really doesn't give a shit what you're going to say. And and anything that you try, he's already put in his mind. He doesn't really give a fuck. Right. Um, Ray sexually tortured and presumably killed his victims using whips, chains, pulleys, straps, clamps, leg spreader bars, surgical blades, and saws. Why the fuck you got saws in there? That's probably another reason that led them to believe that he was killing people. Fear. That could be another thing, too. Also, I've seen it where people put dildos on the ends of souls just to get the RPMs so it goes at a fast rate and a, and a hard rate. Yeah, but a saw goes around. I mean, I, I don't know what goes on in their mind, but I can only imagine it would have to be something that revolves around fear. It is thought that he terrorized many women with these tools for many years while living in New Mexico. With the help of accomplices, some of whom are alleged to have been several of the women he was actually dating. So that's great. Inside the torture room, along with numerous sex toys, torture implements, syringes, and detailed diagrams showing ways of inflicting pain, there was a homemade electrical generator which was used for torture. So if the power runs out, you're still getting tortured. Right. He's just... I don't know. I, I I know that he didn't have a particular victim type, like he even said himself. But I can't imagine. He preferred teenagers because he said they were... Tight. And lesbians he liked, too, because he assumed that a lesbian wouldn't have had... Unless they're using strap-ons and various yeah. things. That's in his... That's, that's, in, that's his, in his recording. God. Uh, and then, like I mentioned earlier, a mirror was mounted in the ceiling above the table to which he strapped his victims. He also put his victims in wooden contraptions that bent them over and immobilized them while he had his dogs, like we said, and sometimes other friends rape them. So he had different types of contraptions that he would put people in. I guess it's everybody needs a hobby. It's disgusting. And he, uh, with the, like we said earlier, with the mirrors and the TVs, he wanted his victims to see what he was doing to them at all times. Because that goes into the whole mind fuck. Yeah. Yeah, and just total domination over that person. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're breaking them down totally. Now they become dependent on you. And then, like we've mentioned more than once, the audio tape recording of his voice that would play for everybody that woke up after he got you. And it's an hour. I mean, and it just drones on and drones on. I can see how that would mentally break somebody down at that point. Because he just keeps talking and talking and talking. And he talks, he comes around a couple of times to the same thing more than once. And it's just, I mean, we looked at each other a couple of times and you said, I think he just likes the sound of his voice. Yeah. Because he knows he's in control. Yeah. Because 15 minutes, you can wrap up everything you need to say. You don't need to spend 50. We could have just wrapped it up with shut your mouth unless I talk to you. Yeah. I mean, but he wanted to detail what they're going to go through. And I could see, honestly, if this is the same crap you did every time somebody brought in, I, I can see why you had to, to record it. Because how are you going to remember that every time? For an hour, almost, he talks. And like we mentioned earlier, he was um, arrested after Vigel's escape. Um, she was able to get away because, like I said, the keys were right there with her. Um, and I also mentioned that she had the uh, slave collar and the padlock chains. Um, she actually found help from a nearby homeowner. And when we watched that documentary and it kind of showed the layout, it didn't seem like the trailers were that far from each other. But maybe they were. Maybe his was a ways from everybody. He made it sound like just a, a, a short walk. Yeah, but then in the documentary it said this woman seemed like she was of course it could have just seemed like she was running forever because of everything she had just been through um and her escape obviously led officials to the trailer um and that instigated of course the arrests all around and uh they were able to get Ray and Hendy because they were actually out driving around so they, they were pulled over and stopped that Which way means they were probably stalking for another or looking for her yeah. Um, because she got away, they she's seen him, and she's out before they could, you know, dope her up. So she had to go. Um, like Montino, um, the victim, um, after all the publicity that came forward, um, she had a similar story, story to Vigel's and stated that she told the cops when she got loose, but the cops didn't follow up on it. It's like they didn't believe her. And then the other victim, um, Kelly Garrett, she was found um, because of a video from 96. She was found alive in Colorado, and they um, were able to identify her from a tattoo that she had on her ankle. Um, She later testified that she had gotten into a fight with her husband and decided to spend the night playing pool with friends. This was on July 24th of 96. Ray's daughter, Jessie, was um, friends with Garrett, um, and and she had taken her to Blue Water Saloon in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, and um, ended up drugging the beer that she was drinking. When Garrett um, walked into the parking lot from the bar, she walked out to the parking lot, she got uh, whacked on the back of the head, because I guess the drug wasn't working fast enough, so she just got whacked on the back of the head. And then uh, Ray took her to his trailer um, and attached the collar and leash to her neck. 
she awoke, but uh, was blacking in and out for several days, several times during a couple days of torture and drugging, because I would assume the drugs and then the head wound would make you fade in and out of consciousness, mm-hmm. uh, depending on how hard she was hit. <coughs> it said during this time, Ray noticed that she was still breathing, so he cut her throat. Um, he, I mean, he, he slashed it open. Like, she should have died. Um, thinking that with the slit throat that he had killed her, he dumped her on the road um, near Caballo, somewhere, I guess, I'm assuming it's somewhere in New Mexico, but far enough away to where she couldn't be tied to him. She was later treated for her injuries at a local clinic. And get this, neither her husband nor the police believed her. Her husband believed, with her injuries, okay, her husband believed that she had been cheating on him that night and she was attacked. So, he sued for divorce and Garrett moved to Colorado. So, your wife is telling you that she was abducted, drugged, and abused. And your response is, you were cheating on me and you got what you deserved. Well, to be, you don't know what, you, you don't know what the argument was. It ended on an argument. It ended with her leaving. It ended with her going and playing pool all night with friends. Quotation marks. To him, he doesn't know what that means. And he, he was probably trying to deal with it, too. Yes, he probably should have not said those things until he was sure. I mean, it's 96. Wouldn't they have drawn, like, a drug co- toxicology stuff? Did they do that in 96, or is that just a new thing? They, yeah, they probably did. They probably tested for, like, big six, you know. But um, I, I would say that... It's not as sophisticated as it is today to pick up, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, but think of what a piece of shit he felt like after he found out. It would have been years later, but he'd a, have found out she was telling the truth. It's a strong woman. I mean, you know, got her throat slashed <clears throat> and everything. And oh, she yeah. Still... And it didn't, like, I didn't go into, like, the detail of the abuse that she suffered. But for two days, and you can only imagine what oh, he yeah. did to her in those two days. And then to slit her throat. And she lived through it. It's crazy. And then just to go home and think that your husband, who is, you know, supposed to believe you and protect you, is like, bitch, you're lying. I want a divorce. That's just, that's, you just, you're getting kicked while you're down. Right. Two other accomplices were uncovered by the investigation, and that was Jesse Ray and Dennis Yancey, who I think was. Jesse's boyfriend, right? Yeah. Weren't they together? Yeah. I mean, they all bounced around so much, it's hard to keep track. Um, and then, like you stated earlier, Yancey admitted to strangling his former girlfriend, Marie Parker, after Ray had kidnapped and tortured her. So, Ray took her. I guess because Yancey had said something about wanting her back or paying her back for leaving him or something. So, Ray took her and then they tortured her and killed her. Yancey was convicted of second-degree murder and of conspiracy to commit first-degree murder and was sentenced to two 15-year prison terms. After that murder, (coughs) sorry, Ray allegedly admitted to having an accomplice named Billy Bowers, a previous business partner, whom Ray also murdered. So he had other accomplices, probably that ran in these same rings as you know Satanism ring or whatever. But I would assume also probably from his 
days of making the um, snuff films. And, right, and the mechanic stuff. Yeah. Because, I mean, 90s. That's just when the internet's getting started, right? So I don't think you have your dark web stuff, but there still would be an underground market for that stuff. Well, I would assume there was a dark web. Well, I mean, not like we know today. Right. No, it's <coughs> probably a lot more selected group of people. Um, you know, like people who probably helped build the whole damn... The dark web. Yeah. And anything goes. Like, we'll, we'll do a couple episodes on the dark web, but anything goes on the dark web. Anything. He had to pay for that toy box somehow. I mean, yeah, because where he's at and what he was doing, he's just not going to make a whole lot of money. So the only way to do it, like, you know, and I've said this before, fetish always sells. So, you know, whatever somebody's fetish is, if you can cater to it, someone's going to buy it. Especially the the torture shit, because that's not something you can just go to one of these little... And it's high dollar. Porn stores and find. And it's high dollar. You're talking thousands of dollars. And he probably was charging that per tape. And if he was doing live shows, I mean... And then also, probably, and then if he was selling them in Mexico to the sex trade, that's that's another way he was getting money. Yeah. Because he could have been training these girls to then sell into. We even said as much. Yeah. It's just, it's disgusting. Okay. And like I said, the FBI sent 100 agents to examine the property and surroundings but they couldn't find anything. I and th- I do believe that the lake was searched too, but because of the um, visibility, they couldn't really see anything. <clears throat> and the catfish down there were bigger than people, so I think they attacked too. No, they were eating human. Yeah, so they just thought more food. Um, and here we go to prevent women from reporting the crimes. Ray had drugged them with agents to induce amnesia. So he would, um, and he made her a tape recording of himself telling one woman that the drugs were sodium pentothal and um, phenobarbital. Phenobarbital. What is that? Both are hypnotic drugs, um, especially if you take them in high doses. So... It makes you more susceptible to hypnosis if you believe that sort of thing is real. But it does make you more susceptible to suggestion. Um, a lot of times people, they don't get it, give it now, but there are drugs that are in that same class that after you, you know, they give during a surgery so you don't remember. Nobody wants to remember their colonoscopy. Nobody wants to remember, you know, if they've been through a massive trauma. So you, you get those drugs while you're being fixed and repaired. And a lot of times you don't if- remember. You can still have the night terrors and feelings, but you don't remember the details. So is that kind of like what's mixed in when they put you to sleep? Yes, it can be, yes. Um, it, <coughs> and again, it, it doesn't take away the feelings of fear and all that. All it does is take away the details. So you don't really remember what happened. And if you do, you can't rely on it because... So subconsciously, you're going to remember that. But at the top of it... You've been programmed, I guess, to not believe what you're remembering. And it depends on what he's telling them before he sets them free. <clears throat> okay, it says here that also one woman remained uncertain that her recollections of the abuse were anything but nightmares. Yes, <clears throat> until she was later contacted by the FBI in questions, and then 
through the questioning, she started to remember. Which makes sense because it, it, it acts as a repressed memory at that point. Something happened, but what, what? happened? Okay, so some of the like the questions they would ask her would trigger memories. And it was decided that in Ray's case, it would be tried in three trials. One for his acts against Beigel. One for those against um, Angelica, one of the victims that came forward. And one against um, for those against Kelly Garrett. Because those are the only three they have. And his story is that they're uh, all consenting, right? Yeah, that's what he sticks to. It, and it baffles my mind because you have this recording of yourself speaking for an hour saying you're a sex slave I picked you up you're here I don't give a shit what you say but I will say <coughs> that in the BDSM or just BD or just SM lifestyle those types of intense role play um, scenarios are very very intense and it is geared to put you in what they call a for a submissive a subspace so that you actually during your play can buy into it and slip into that subspace and believe it so you may have a simulated thing where there is a tape like that let's say a simulated thing let's just say it's something that's already pre-arranged okay let's it's pre-arranged right at some point next week when you're not expecting it i'm just going to come grab you throw you in the back of a van tie you up gag you bring you back you know, to wherever, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put you out, and they could involve drugs. It right. Could, it could, and then you wake up that way, and then you're totally disoriented, and then we go with a scenario that we agreed upon. That could be in the form of a tape. It could be in the form of whatever we agreed upon. So I think that's where he was trying to go with that. Is well, this was a consenting thing that we all agreed to. Then he should have had it on tape at some point to Absolutely. save your ass, saying that yes. I'm of sound mind and body and I'm agreeing to this at some future date that this is going to happen and I'm not going to then come back and say this, this, and this happened and get me arrested. Right. But I think what goes <coughs> fate with a lot of these is they did, he didn't have a, a safety word or phrase they decided on. And they're supposed to with something like this. Correct. You're supposed to have a safe word. When it's getting too intense, when uh. it's getting too, you know, something to say we need to stop what we're doing. Yeah. Because I'm in real trouble here. Or a signal if you are gagged, you have a signal. You know, yes. I'll hold up three fingers yeah. or I'll you know, shake my head a couple times to the left, whatever. Something that singles the other person who's supposed to be watching you intensely. Right. But that's that's more in your like Fifty Shades stuff. Well, that, but that's what he's claiming and that's why that's why I'm saying it's bullshit. Right. Because it wasn't Any in no way. Any worth their weight who had done this research would say... Hmm. Bullshit. What about these degrees of those scenarios? Right. What, where are those elements that are missing? Why have you not done those? And but because he says himself that he is a someone who's practiced this a lot, then he cannot come back and say, "Well, I didn't know about it," or "I don't practice it in mind." No, if you practice this, because you say it, these are the elements. Right. And you say that you are proficient. These are the elements that you need to have, and you don't have them built in, which leads me to believe that this, this is, is just not a way, consensual. Right. This is a way to save your ass. Correct. I mean, even in some states, people have been arrested, um, convicted, because they were playing essentially with a sub. The sub did have a gag, not able to talk, and at some point said that they wanted the play to stop, but... It made that, no signal. But the message, yeah, they thought they made a signal, but they didn't. The 
person who is in charge of that scenario did not stop, and so therefore they violated the agreed upon scenario, and that this person now now turns into a rape case. Well, yeah, because into, uh, yeah, and and then it also comes down to where you could have at one time been consenting, but you did something to piss the other person off, and now they're going to come back and say. You or right you decided once they were incapacitated, <clears throat> you were going to do what you wanted to do. Exactly. Or things got too involved and you went off script. Right. So those are just things to kind of keep in mind with what he's trying to say. And I think that was part of his defense. Yeah, it didn't work. But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you would think that if that's your defense, you're going to look into it and make sure all bases are covered but then you could also the prosecution could have also come back and said well you these girls said this under duress true so it can't be believed that's true i mean that, that's that's the whole problem with this biggest thing is where are the girls now well, they, there's I mean, like they, hundreds of tapes well mr david parker sick fuck ray this could save you where are they at they could just tell us and he but wouldn't have been able to produce because them. they're dead they're in a sex trade or they don't fucking remember. Exactly. So, and then again, but then that lead to them to if they are a witness, how reliable are they? they because don't he drugged them. Because well, it doesn't matter how it happened; they're just not reliable at this point. Right. So, I mean, he kind of fucked himself into a corner. Yeah. I mean, I mean if you're going to use that defense, and here's the thing: if he would, if he would have never brought Hindi into it, he probably would have never been caught. I agree with that. Yeah, she fucked it up for him. Yeah, he would um, have never been caught. I, I truly believe he would have never been caught. Because he was really good at it. Yeah. I mean, not so good at the uh, throat slashy, apparently. Uh, but, yeah. but pretty good <coughs> at the rape, torture, and not getting caught part. Right, because he had been doing it for years. I, I don't think that he was into the murdering so much. I don't think he really liked that because I do think he saw it as a waste. Um he would rather have someone alive that could that he could watch suffer if you're dead you're you're no good to me because you're not suffering in front of me but here's the thing i don't think he killed them until he was done with them sure but even even at that he would kill more people then killing was not his thing well maybe he was killing before he came up with the amnesia cocktail maybe but like he's he even alludes to it that he doesn't he that killing's not my thing well, he tells you. It. Yeah, he tells you on the tape that look, I I don't want to kill you, but I will if I have to. Right, and I have no qualms about doing it. Because I think he said he's like I've I've done it before. I'll do it again if I have to. Right, but he doesn't want to do it is what he says. Now I'm not saying he's a sweetheart for that. Right. What I'm saying simply is that I don't think killing was his thing. That wasn't his. That wasn't that wasn't his thing that got him off. No, it was the pain. Right. It was yeah. the torture. It was the mental abuse. Well, let's see. His uh, first trial resulted in a mistrial and a retrial. How it resulted in a mistrial, I don't understand. But the retrial got him a conviction. In, uh, I think it was the second one, he agreed to a plea bargain in which he was sentenced to, in 2001, to 224 years in prison. If his daughter went free. For, that was, yeah. <clears throat> because he found out his daughter was getting a bunch of time. Because before that, he wasn't saying shit. And the daughter never said anything. Because we forgot to mention this. Early on, when this stuff started happening, his, his daughter actually went to the police 
to tell them because she found some of the stuff. She went to the police to tell them, look, this is what my dad's doing. He's hurting people. He's doing this, 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 and this. The cops, I think, brought him in, talked to him, and let him go. And so that reinforced in her mind that it must be okay. Yeah, and after that, she never cooperated with the police again. And she helped her dad. She that After that is when she started being an accomplice so and they, helping. They were going to convict her. And during all of these questionings and everything, she never flipped on her dad. Never. But it was when he found out they were going to go after her, he and said... And give her a bunch of time. He's like, I'll, I'll, I'll plead to everything. He's like, I'll plead to everything if you just let her go. It's almost and like he knew, huh? I think he did know he was dying, and he didn't tell nobody. I think he knew something was wrong with him, and he wasn't telling anybody, and he was going to make sure she was fine. Um, let's see. Well, he got 224 years in prison for numerous offenses in the abduction and sexual torture of the three young women at his Elephant Butte Lake home. So he only got convicted and charged for those three, even though there was... Hundreds And evidence to lead you to believe that there could, could be murders. Yes. Now, here's Bray's daughter, Jessie Ray, was also tried on charges of kidnapping. And that's all they did. She was sentenced to two and a half years in prison. And I think that she actually, after all this, and he did the plea bargain, she was actually released with time served. Um, and then she had an additional five years of probation. So she got to walk. Because I think it was time served for her. Um, just during the whole trial period and everything. Until he's like, look, I'll, I did everything, let her go. In 99, Yancey was convicted of the strangulation murder of Marie Parker in Elephant Butte, which Ray recorded. Because he admitted, I did it. <clears throat> in uh, 2010, Yancey was paroled after serving 11 years in prison. Uh, but his release was delayed uh, by difficulties in negotiating a plan for his release for residents, like where he was going to live. Three months after his release in 2011, he was charged with violating parole. And what did he do to violate parole? Um, it doesn't say. Probably like a he had something he wasn't supposed to have. Now I've watched this sick piece of garbage in his interviews. I do not for one second believe he did not participate in more. I know he did. Oh, yeah, he's, he did. He yeah. participated he in He participated stuff. in more, and I think he killed more than the girl. And I think he killed the girl because he wanted to, not because he was under duress to do oh, it. Oh, no, he wanted no, to. he wanted Because to. he was pissed off that she was an ex. And he was also part of this whole yep. cult thing. He helped with the kidnappings. He helped with the druggings. He helped with the disposal. Yep. And I think that he was profiting off of it as well. So that son of a bitch didn't deserve a break. No. And, um, you know, he was taken back into custody where he will serve the rest of his sentence, guess when he gets to be released? When? 2021. Great. So out next do, year. Out to do more. Out to do more. And you know what? I don't believe that uh, Parker Ray's daughter. Jesse. She shouldn't be out either. No. No, no. She parti- I believe she participated in as much as Yancey did. And she as much should, as Hindi did. She should uh, be in there for fucking incest. Because I, mean, I, I wholeheartedly believe she was screwing her daddy. Well, it was a big orgy. 
It was a big orgy. <clears throat> that's that's kind of what I got from it. Well, yeah, he alluded to that a couple of times, too. Big sex parties and everything. Yeah, I, I think all four of them were rolling all over each other. I mean, it's, it's disgusting. Just, it's I mean, and, and like I said, we've talked about the group sex thing and to each their own, but I will not say to each their own with incest, and I will not say to each their own with bestiality, rape, torture, all of that stuff. Unless it's simulated rape. It's not real or, rape. Yeah, or simulated torture. But even simulated bestiality, no, simulated no, incest, no. that's all gross. No. That's gross. I mean, really. Unless you're a, a, a furry and that's just a completely different thing. But if you're using real animals, no. That's gross. It's just, I, I just, what goes through people's fucking minds? I, I don't know. I just, I, to me, the whole thing is nasty. But like, like we've said numerous times, everybody has their own things, and you're entitled to them. Just do not use real animals. If you want to pretend you're a horsey, go be the best horsey you can be. But do not use a real horse because they can't say yes or no. Absolutely, it's abusing an animal at that point too. Because you are agreeing to be a horsey. <clears throat> Just... Or a baby. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but the, the thing fucking, is... Fucking, that takes me to a new level diapers. What the <laughs> fuck, man? But here's the thing. You're agreeing to that, and the person that is with you is agreeing to that. So have your fun. Jesus. But these people and these animals did not agree to it. You know, there was a time when I thought bald gag karaoke was kind of, you know, on the line there. Ball gag karaoke. What the hell are you talking about? Okay, so it's where people <coughs> you you wear um, ball gags and you sing karaoke. And whoever is the most you can't. Well, I mean, I guess it depends, but I uh, it, it is a thing. It is a thing. Yeah. To each their own, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you ain't hurting nobody. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. In two thousand, Hindi, the girlfriend, an accomplice who testified against Ray, received 36 years for her role in the crimes, and she was scheduled to get parole in 2017. She was released on July 15th of 2019 after serving two years of her parole in prison. And let's remember, her halo was tarnished because she shared a lot of the same interests. As him. And she said <coughs> that she was, she was into this stuff before she met him. Yeah, she was. Yeah. So... She was a piece of shit before she met him, and he just made her a bigger piece of shit. Right. (laughs) Yeah, let her go free. That's great. I mean, I guess if you're not committing crimes, that's fine, but she's already shown that she does commit the crimes and that she's willing to do it. And And she participated in the kidnappings and in the tortures in the toy box. So how is that justice? It's not. You had enough on Ray. You did not need all these people to flip. You didn't. The, The tapes alone were enough. So, think about this. Nobody actually served. Well, Yancey did because of his parole violation. But still, they didn't get enough time. And half of them didn't even serve their full prison sentences. And get this. On May 28th of 2002, Ray was taken to Lee County Correctional Facility in Hobbs, New Mexico. He was to be questioned by state police about other things. But he died of a heart attack before it could happen. Yep. That is justice. So, That's he... That's why we have a fucking killing problem in the United States and in the world. 
is because there's no consequences. There's really not. Because think about this. If you get the death penalty, which these motherfuckers should have gotten, all of them across the board should have gotten the death penalty. Because you're killing people. I wholeheartedly believe all of them killed people. And you're assisting this sick fucker in killing people and kidnapping people and torturing people. But even if you get the death penalty, your ass can be sitting there for 20, 30 years. I've said this before. The death penalty is too humane. It is. I think that if you get the death penalty, you should die by the same way you killed people. Yep. Or the family should have their way with you for 24 hours in a locked room. And you got a week. And let them just do whatever the fuck they want to you. You got a week on death row and then you're dead. And this fucking, it's not humane. Who cares? Were they humane when they killed and tortured people? And again, I'm not talking about the accidental deaths. I'm not talking about Your your crime of passion or these people that have planned out and done the murder. And tortured. And tortured. And have done multiple murders need to die. Right, because what what good are they to us? They're no good to society. Yes, we can learn from them, but are we? No. We feed them, we keep them on death row, they get color television. Or they get life in prison. They can get, uh, (laughs) they get paid educations. Um, I mean, it's just... Healthcare. Healthcare. They get better healthcare in prison than people out of prison getting healthcare. So what good are they to us? And then these people... That are saying the health, the death penalty should be abolished, or you should do it more humanely. Fuck off. Tell that to the family of these victims. Yeah. Tell that to them. What do you think you're doing to these people that have lost a loved one to this? I would have no qualms about sentencing any of those people to the death penalty. I mean, I guess everybody's entitled to believe what they want to. Exactly. But, I'm not saying that. But if you, you know what, if you're if if you think they're that cuddly. Then why why don't you stay in the cell with them for a little bit and see how cuddly they are? Why don't you go spend time with them? Why don't you go let them tell you what they did to people and how they enjoyed it and what they got from it? And then these people protesting when Bundy was getting executed that he shouldn't be executed. Sure. Fuck off. Right. They. I'm sorry. There's. There has to be good reason to do it, but I think if you meet that criteria, and obviously the people we were talking about do. They should have to die the same way they killed their I think if there's more of that, like if you have a more, like for pedophiles, it, it just to put it out there, because this motherfucker was a pedophile too, because he's blatantly said more than once he preferred teenagers. It's p- pedophile. Mm-hmm. Drag them in the street, whack the wiener off, and stone them to death. Or make them run the gauntlet. Or, yes. Make yes. them run the gauntlet. Yes. And if you pass out, you have to start again. Yes. That's what Native Americans used to do. I think they're... the gauntlet. I don't think you're going to get rid of it altogether. And I think it's disgusting that they're trying to say they should be in the LGBTQ community. No. No, you shouldn't. No. 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 You shouldn't lop yourself in with those people. Help us. Please do not, for one, add another alphabet. But... Another they, no, oh, no, they're not going to do that. But number two, don't disgrace those people in the LGBT right. community. Don't right. disgrace those people. Those they people, have enough trouble being acknowledged worked, as it is. And they worked 
too hard, hard to get where they're at now for this, your nasty ass to come in and say, I should be a part of this community too. No, no, you shouldn't. You should be shot and killed. That's a whole nother podcast. Um, but anyway. This guy, he just up and died, and it's disgusting that he didn't serve anything for what he did. And he didn't care. He didn't care. He didn't feel bad. Do you, you have anything else to add on him? Because I just can't wait to close the chapter. On no, actually, um, that that was it for him. Um, I mean, he's just a disgusting human being that I think he should have died. But he should have died in a different way. Oh, I think he should have experienced <coughs> he the should same have violence. Suffered. Yes, and exp- he should have suffer the same violence that he put his victims through. He should have been scared the last moments of his life. He should have had a big old electronic veiny bulgy dildo shoved up his ass. Yeah. (coughs) Absolutely. And just... And strapped to a table and been made to have something fuck him that they didn't want. You know, he should have been tortured. But he... No, he gets to die humanely. Not serve any time. At all. Really? I think in total he was in prison for two years and that was just because of the trial? So law enforcement fails us again. Yeah. Hey, thanks guys. Judicial system sucks. Thanks. Yeah. And see, in his case, maybe find out that he's got something medically wrong with him and keep him alive long enough to torture him and then let it go. Yeah. Even if we get 24 hours of torture. It's It's something. Yeah. So uh, join us on our next one. It's going to be... Robert Ben Rhodes. Robert Ben Rhodes. He was also a piece of shit. Not as big of a piece of shit, but uh, definitely shared the same toilet. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us today. Sorry it was kind of a heavy one. And we'll see you next time. Bye.